0: Such judges are ready. Side of studio. Referee. Players are lined up. Microphones
1: in hand. For the restart. It's now time to form The Rock. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and
0: Matt Burke. Sensational effort. The The Rock. FX Pro Super Rugby, coming your way until August, the biggest season ever. It's Rugby Supercharged.
2: Yes, hello and welcome. Should inform you that Matty Burke uh, is, again, still swanning around somewhere in Canada, I think it is, not with us, but we are thrilled. Timmy Horan, good morning to you. Morning, Tony.
1: I'm not sure what Burke is over in Canada for. I think he thinks it's still snowing over there and he's going to go for a ski, so yes, he's going to be a bit surprised when he gets there. He'll come back with the, the the fake tan, for sure. <laughs> uh, we do
2: have, though, sitting in his place, all the way from Perth to. And look, it is such a huge effort, of course, for the Melbourne Rebels. Adam Fryer, good morning. is what time of the morning are we looking at there?
0: It's seven o'clock here, Tony, Mm. but uh, stayed on Melbourne time. Interesting coming in the studio this morning around the streets of Subiaco. Some people still enjoying the night Mm -hmm. uh, that has gone from us, but being Saturday night, but uh, a thrill to be on such a great show.
2: And look, such a great show, uh, perhaps because of this man, Tim Horan. And Tim, I have to say, Friday, big day for
1: you. How many uh, years did you turn? Was your birthday on Friday? Let's uh, relive it yeah it's a very uneventful. I think it was my second twenty first birthday, I'm calling it, so um <laughs> very uneventful. Just had a little nice little dinner with the family, and mm-hmm. uh, my uh, kids put a, put together a, a little chocolate cake with a few little buttons on top in the shape of a tea. there you go, so we've we've dusted that off by now. Tea for Tim. Yes,
2: That's very nice. Yes, very, well very, done. very happy. Well, happy birthday for Friday. And look, can I just say to you, Adam Fry, a happy one hundredth at your hundredth Super Rugby game uh, this afternoon, when of course the Rebels take on the Force. Uh, it's taken you a long time to get to a hundred, really, hasn't it?
0: Yes, uh, <laughs> it has. Thanks for reminding me of that, Tony. Uh, a lot of people are saying it. Uh, you have been in the nineties for a while, almost like a, a Mark War, yeah. uh, but uh, it uh, it has been a while, mate. But it is a thrill to do it uh, with this great club. Uh, But still, I haven't got there yet. I was talking to the team manager today and he said, look, we've got the 100 games embroidered on your jersey and Uh uh, all is good. I said, well, thanks, mate. Just don't don't warm up. up, He said, we're not going to give it to you (laughs) until after the game because if you sit on the bench and you don't get on, you're going to be cutting around with 100 games and you've only played on 99. Watch this space. It's going to be a thrill to get out there because, as I said, I've been in the nervous 90s for a long time now and uh, body's feeling good and uh, certainly enjoying my rugby.
2: And from what I read, you won't be playing this on your iPod before the game. Oh, Talking (laughs) you
0: Tell us the story there, fella. Oh, well, look, uh, I'm very superstitious in everything in life, in particularly my rugby, but I always leave the same artist on my iPod or iPhone or whatever you call them these days, till we win the next game. Uh-huh. So when Talking Heads and that track was stuck on my uh, iPhone for the last five matches, where the Rebels just could not get over the line, <laughs> it was driving me mental. And that was the song. <laughs> uh, strategically, maybe. <laughs> I love the Talking Heads. Now we've got a new track on this week. I'm yet to choose it. It might be. Uh, well, might by be the end of the show, more Gen Y. By the end of the show, maybe you've go- chosen it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Let me think about it. But at, at the moment, I think I could almost pick the band because I need to bring back the youth. I'll maybe go One Direction. Or oh, something so I can no. hang out with the young oh, guys. No, feel really cool. Why not? Well, I'm a hundred games. I'm an old fella. And oh, I'll get at least back a bit, of, maybe that,
1: least a bit the, of cold chisel or something. <laughs> One <laughs> Direction. We'll get to that space. No. <laughs> no, don't you dare.
0: You know me better than that. I would not. That wouldn't even not go any near my phone. So uh, no. I'll, uh something rocking. That's for sure. All
2: right. Plenty ahead. Let's just give you some scores uh, as we say good morning to the Brumbies 37 over the Hurricanes 20. 20- 25. The Highlanders, 16, beat the Bulls, 11. The Crusaders, 59, thump the Blues, 12. Uh, the Reds, 34, beat the Lions, 20. We'll speak to uh, Skipper James Hall later in the show. Uh, they travelled good, of course. Had a great comeback from Quade Cooper as well. Sharks, 34, over the Cheetahs, 20. And yes, Waratahs, we can actually say the season is over. Head to Canada. Matty Burke went there two weeks early. Stormers, 19, beat the Waratahs, 13. at beautiful Newlands in Cape Town all over for the Tars. And the Force and the Rebels played this afternoon. You are listening to The Rock. It is your Sunday Rugby Show.
3: This is The Ruck.
2: Dan Halen, why can't this be love? This is The Ruck. It's your Sunday Rugby Show. Adam Fryer sitting in for Maddie Burke, who is still on sabbatical somewhere in uh, the north uh, of the United States. I think Canada. Timmy Horan, of course, is with us. Uh, Tony Squires as well. All right, uh, Quaid Cooper did
1: return from injury. The Reds, Timmy, you must have been thrilled, their win over the Lions, 34-20. Yeah, it was a good performance from the Reds. Um, 31,000 people at Suncorp Stadium. I think yeah. probably... Uh, at least 10,000 people out there just to see Quade Cooper come back from his uh, six and a half months out of the game through a uh, cruciate ligament uh, injury that he uh, sustained in the World Cup uh, last year. So, good performance from the Reds. They scored four tries, and I think once they scored the four tries, they put the queue in the rack and the Lions came back a bit towards the end. But uh, sensational performance from uh, an 18-year-old, Chris F. Satia, um, who has played... A couple of trial games for the Reds and injured his hamstring early this year. He's fresh out of school, uh, Brisbane State High School. He played, I think, three or four years in the first 15 and he played three years in the Australian schoolboys team and a uh, wonderful player for the future. So came off the bench and that was a, a bright spark for the evening. But it'd be a pretty good performance. But now, uh, Adam, you'd probably agree the Reds now sit eight points behind the Brumbies. The Brumbies had a really good win against the Hurricanes uh, in New Zealand on Friday night. So the Reds now eight points behind and the Reds play the Brumbies Saturday night in Canberra. It sets up a
0: good contest, doesn't it? But the one thing that I really was impressed with the Queensland Reds was their accelerator. So it was very tight in the first 20 and they could accelerate in that sort of middle period. And they did let the Lions back in, but I thought Cooper's return was great, but also thought Genia was just simply... Outstanding, scintillating, How and also quick is the he? return—he's a genius. And uh, it just still irks me with the whole dilemma of what happened to his contract thing because he—he he seems like he's grown an extra sort of league of dominance in this competition because he's just playing soon. But I also want to pay mention to Saeifinger, who has come off the bench most games this year or a few, and has been hampered by injuries. He was outstanding in that first period of the game, not with dynamic runs, but some. You know, great defence and also pilfering the ball and doing all the little things well. So all these little things are coming into Queensland's place. But you're right, they take on the ACT Brumbies this weekend and that is set to be one of the best clashes this year. Now, they win that game. It bridges the gap to, uh, the gap to uh, one match potentially to knock them off their perch of the Australian Conference. This is what Australian rugby needs. It needs a rivalry and that sort of coming to a spearhead at the end of the season. It's It's all going to make this super rugby competition what it should be. Timmy, do you think that uh, Will
2: Genia? I mean, he seems to be playing with a lot more freedom since all that. You know, obviously you, you broke a story that he then he of course changed his mind. Uh, do you think that now that his future is
1: assured, there he's he's kind of playing in a freer manner? Do you think? Well, I think no one realizes for such a young um, person as well. Um, to how much weight that's probably taken off his shoulders, yeah. or how much that was probably bugging him, and you, in, in his um, demeanor on the field when the Reds were losing a couple of games, some close games, how frustrated he was, and and I think just when he made that decision about where he's going to play and his career for the next three years. I think he's just starting to play with a bit of a smile on his face now and um, I think he's got some good players around him now as well I mean Scott Higginbotham playing some superb rugby uh, the front rowers as well so it was a pretty solid performance from the Reds it wasn't outstanding but it's something that they picked up five points and that's what they were looking to do and they'll move on to next weekend but uh, a good performance and and something that yeah, going forward um, you've got to win your home matches and games against the Lions you've got to pick up that extra bonus point Of course Scott Higginbotham to
0: go to to, uh, the Rebels next season which would be great for you Adam uh, it will be great, but we've got to look at next season when it gets here. But, but back on to sort of this competition, how it's shaping up now, was that the best performance by an Australian side thus far in, in, the, oh, in this week's uh, round of games? No way. I thought the Brumbies were just outstanding. You talk, you've spoken about uh, Gill on this show a fair amount of times, uh, Timmy. What about Hooper? What about this Yo. young number seven who is almost like a, a miniature version of David Pocock? And I always thought that he was just a scavenger who like can peel for balls, but he's not. He seems to be carrying very well as well. Like I think he had six runs for about 80 metres and it was only behind. He, I think he was the leading uh, carrier out of all back rowers for the Brumbies on the weekend. That is signs for me of the future of this country as far as sevens go. And, look, David Pocock will be our seven moving forward, there's no doubt, but his body and the amount of turmoil that he cops during the game, they need to start grooming someone. Is it
1: Gill or is it Hooper? Oh, I think it's both of them, Adam. I think that, and I, I actually believe that Liam Gill will be selected against Scotland on the Tuesday night uh, in June uh, in, in Newcastle because I think the only two teams that have the break, the bye that weekend are Queensland and the, and the Western Force. Um, David Pocock will have to play on the Saturday, the first Test match in Brisbane against Wales. So um, Hooper will be playing on that Saturday night. So I think Liam Gill might even get a start uh, for the Wallabies. But in saying that, they're they're line ball. And I just really hope that Michael Hooper, who goes to the judiciary Monday afternoon gets off the, the, the tackle charge because to have Gill up against Hooper on Saturday night will be, will be uh, one of the clashes to watch. All
2: right, we're going to talk more about uh, the Wallabies. Those p- teams will be picked, uh, as you know, and we'll we'll give you a bit of an indication a little bit later in the show. James Hall will also join us. This is The Ruck. It's your Sunday rugby show.
3: This is The Ruck.
2: essence, what you want. This is The Ruck. A big cheerio to Channel 7 news reader Mark Ferguson, who will be very thrilled this morning after his team, Chelsea, Won the Champions League in a penalty shootout against Bayern Munich in uh, Munich. So he'd be a very thrilled young man as we speak. Uh, and look, can I just give you... I know, Timmy, that you're not a man who likes to... You're not a punter, are you? Oh, depends what's going on. Yeah. OK, well, okay. Can I give you a, a little tip here today? Uh, there's a race in Mildura today. It's, a, it's right. Mildura Cup Day. Big day yeah. in Mildura. Um, and I don't know Adam if you've oh, ever Sunday been. Sunday afternoon. How yeah. good's that? How good would it be? Well, there's a, a horse that's uh, going to run around this afternoon. It's um, it's a nine year old uh, maiden. Vote for lust. Great name. Right. Vote, <laughs> Vote for lust. It's had eighty six starts. Um, it's won none. 86 starts without a win. Now, this is being rated as Australia's worst horse. So it's going into its 87th, which is, of course, bad luck number for Chris. So Australian still cricket. a maiden. Still a maiden. <laughs> so it's going into a, a maiden um, handicap today, a maiden race. With a chance of winning, so much so that the connections, I think they're called, have put Glenn Boss on board.
1: Oh, is that right? Yeah, they've, so they've dragged, Boss, that? They've dragged Bossy oh. to ride. Vote for lust. They probably w- they probably have to pay Bossy more than what the horse is worth. Totally, to get him out there. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. So, I mean, for my way of thinking, a horse that has a record of eighty six losses. The record you want to do is actually keep losing, so you should put someone like me on board rather than Glenn <laughs> boss. To have, win. so right, look, I think what we should do is have a bit of a punt on. Vote for lust today, and uh, throw a bit of hard earn. Uh, it's not a what race, uh,
1: what, what race, and horse number. Can I you think, think it's race, that
2: but no, I'll have that for you. I think well, I, that's the horse number is very important. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Uh, it's not the not in the actual cup, uh, but it's on the program in the middle jewelry cup day today. Vote for lust is the name of the horse. I'll give you the details a little bit later on. Quade Cooper, as we mentioned, came back for the Reds in their. Th- their win over the Lions from that injury. Had a good 40 minutes. Coming back from an injury, now, Adam Fry, you know all about that, having done that, what, 8,000 times in your career.
0: I thought that was just an ordinary cue in to just talk about my 100 games today, saying 86 (laughs) runs without a win. The the worst racehorse of all time. And, Adam, you're playing 100. Um, Look, this is the thing with coming back from injuries. Now, you put six months of hard-earned, all into that knee, I'm talking of, of Quade Cooper, you, you become blinkered a little bit to say, yeah I'm going to beat this so you don't listen to yourself and I'm listening to, throughout the week, Quade will know what he's been going through and he knows how he feels when he comes onto the field and only he will know this he doesn't, he's been sidetracked because all he thinks is this knee is right, I'm fine I'm positive and he's had that mindset so what's important about coming back from injury is listening to the people around you now you McKenzie's seen Quade and he's probably watched him train all the way through and got the advice from the medical staff and he's been able to make the call and give him the right amount of time. So having the first 40 minutes, so he can warm up, he gets his head around starting, he plays, he realises he can do it, and then he moves on. So it's not about your take on how your injury is going, because you know, if as soon as you do get injured, you know as well, Tim, if someone says or a doctor says to you, you're out for eight weeks, straight away you say, oh, well, six to eight weeks I'm out for, and that six becomes four. So you already put yourself in that mindset where Quade has come back from this knee injury. I think it was only six months. That's just unheard of. So it's up to other people to judge whether you're right.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, you know every time you, if a doctor says to you eight weeks, you go to five other doctors who gives you say to you seven or six, or you go with the doctor who says five. But for Quade, I mean, six months these days for just a cruciate ligament. Uh, is pretty fair if you do the work and he's been uh, constantly with physios and and the medical staff, so he's worked very hard off the field. I think he was prepared to come back about three or four weeks ago till he had a little mishap at training, a touch football game, but uh, he's done a a great job to get back there and when you come back from injuries there's no doubt he would have been doubting his ability when you're out of the game for so long and to actually come back, I, I actually... I question him coming back. Uh, I would have much preferred him to come back from the bench, but Ewan McKenzie said he wanted to start with him. Um, and I actually asked Quaid a while ago, why don't you come back through club football? He said, no, no, I want to come back with the Reds. So, um, you know, I came back with my knee injury many, many years ago. I actually played third grade up at Nambour in front of about three people. So <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, a different scenario. But certainly you've just got to build confidence. And, and Quaid, Quaid will do that, but I'll tell you, a very big step up tony to play against the brumbies next week yeah. uh, on this saturday night compared with playing the lions
2: when you're playing um, in front of three people timmy the trouble is there you can actually hear when they sledge you <laughs> every individual word you know, I, can't i'd you? much
1: rather i'd much rather plan play plenty of test matches in front of 80,000 or yeah. 100,000 yeah. people i'd much rather that but you, you just hear a dull noise yeah. but <laughs> playing that local club footy park footy you hear the old bloke who's walking his dog through the park oh, yeah. yell out something <laughs> and it sticks with you well quads Quade's
0: come back at uh, Canberra Stadium this week, and there should be around about 20,000 or as much as it can be held. Yeah, Everyone will be able to... Well, Quade will be able to hear everyone in that ground because I'm sure they'll be out to get him. That's the Brumby Grum- supporters. Yeah. Are they good acoustics at Amy, Adam? When somebody's having a, a crack at you from the crowd, can you uh, make out what they're saying to you? Uh, absolutely, you can. And actually, when you walk into to Amy stadium... There are speakers out the front. I don't know if anyone out the listeners or Melbourne listeners are out there. These these speakers that actually talk to you above. Um, and there's like um, coaches coaching kids and uh, crowd noises and things. So you actually, when you're walking into the game, you hear all these noises everywhere, and you sort of duck for cover and you look a bit <laughs> mad and strange. And then you get out there and you're sitting on it. But I have to admit the, the fans there are, are fantastic. It's a great stadium to play football and watch football at. But uh, no, you ser- once they land the, the rules properly, I'm sure they'll start to uh, go ballistic at us. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, plenty to come on The
2: Ruck, including uh, the Australian and Queensland Reds, Captain James Horwell. That's ahead.
3: This is The Ruck.
2: This is The Ruck. It's your Sunday rugby show. We mix it up a little bit, though. Uh, it's not necessarily rugby that I'm talking about right now with a horse wonderful horse i mentioned a little earlier called vote for lust What's the name yeah that's it vote for lust ladies and gentlemen It's uh, been known described as australia's worst racehorse i question that now actually because it's running in mildura today it's mildura cup day uh and it's his 87th start sure it's lost its first 86 but 87 is looking pretty good i understand here it's this is race two and if you want to have a little plunge timmy as i know you do yes that's uh, yes. number 11 Number 11. Number 11. Now, I would have thought for the horse described as the worst racehorse Australia's ever put out in a paddock, uh, that it wouldn't be... It's only paying $5.40. That's a third Gee, line of betting. There's about four horses at $260. I don't mean how bad are the
1: <laughs> Number good, 11. The the good well, the connections. New... I heard the connections. Would vote yeah. for the last. Has Julia Gillard got a bit of an interest <laughs> in that? Or... Oh. Oh, I heard she like she does like the races. Does she really? Yes, okay, well, she likes a bit of a punt. that's good. Uh, well, this is the one to go with.
2: Um, now uh, uh, the connections you mentioned, the trainer is John Castleman, now they put uh, Glenn Boss on board. In the previous 86 starts, they've had some jockey who's about 120 kilos, which hasn't worked. (laughs) So they've got a new tactic with a little light fella. And Glenn Boss, if anybody can get uh, this horse home, I understand it's Glenn Boss. The trainer, John Castleman, he does have that way with him in terms of uh, racehorse speak. I'm quoting him. I know it's start 87, but he's cherry ripe for cup day. (laughs) And I reckon the old boy has a hoof on the till.
1: Oh, and they love their cliches. <laughs> when the jockeys, when the jockeys come back into the sort of the mounting yard and hop off and and they, you know, they finish seventh or eighth and they they walk up to the owners of the trainers and say, yeah. "Oh, it yeah, just wasn't right today. I just couldn't pull him out." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they <they've> got... <laughs> <laughs> it
0: Wasn't it right. Sounds like a very, sounds like a very good horse. I can just see it now with the leather blinkers on and the big leather chaps out the back. <laughs> it just sounds like it's just oozing yeah. class. And, and this music in its little iPod and its big ears. <laughs> yes. Vote for us. Yeah.
2: Go vote for. So, he, vote for right. us. Really likes it when the whips come out. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Vote for Lush okay. Race two, Mildura, number eleven, paying five dollars forty. You must get on board. If you're, if he was a horse, this man would obviously uh, be a lot shorter odds. He is one of those guys in terms of footy. I guess any sport. There are certain people, Timmy and Adam, who. who are winners, aren't they? And Brad Thorne uh, has added another trophy to a cabinet that must be just groaning under the weight of the things that he has won in a variety of codes. He's gone yep. backwards and forwards between rugby league and rugby. Uh, everywhere he goes, uh, playing for New Zealand, playing for Australia in rugby league and uh, for yep. Brisbane, of course,
1: he's just a winner, isn't he? Unbelievable player, Brad Thorne. So overnight, um, the Heineken Cup final, which is the competition, the Northern Hemisphere competition for virtually super rugby and yeah. you know played amongst different provinces from Ireland and France and uh, all through Europe. So Leinster from Ireland beat Ulster from Ireland, 42-14 at Twickenham, uh, packed out Twickenham. Brian O'Driscoll side Leinster uh, from a Dublin area. So Brad Thorne played for Leinster, picked up the Heineken Cup and an amazing player, uh, because obviously he has won a World Cup with the All Blacks. Yep. Um, has won rugby league competitions, you know, with the Brisbane Broncos, Australian rugby league, state of origin as well. Just an amazing player and. I'm not sure where he's going to sign to next, but he wants to win another cup somewhere. Yeah.
2: Do you, Adam, and you may be able to comment on this as well. That uh, There's a quote here from Darren Lockyer, of course, who played um, in, with Thorne in the Broncos. says, gee, what, he's won, you know, success follows him. He's a winner. He brings an attitude with him. Are there guys that you and you two may be those guys as yourselves, but the guys who actually you have that attitude in the dressing room where it's just got to be a win, it's a win at all costs, or you just know they, they do have that success that carries with them?
0: Oh, Phil Wall was one but back on Brad Thorne I believe he doesn't drink Tim oh, well, yeah, is, that, 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 is that the case that he's, he's lost me
1: with two Irish teams in the final Leinster and Ulster at Twickenham yeah. <laughs> I reckon he might have sipped the, the, top, of the, the top of a <laughs> pint of Guinness I reckon in the last 48 hours
0: I'm just going to have a look now of how he would look as a goalkeeper for Chelsea Uh, Because with their success, maybe he could really fill the cabinet up. But uh, look, a a rugby league and a rugby union player, so good as Brad Thorne that doesn't drink, yet uh, we've got a whole industry of people that just love having a beer. This might be saying something, people. Mm -hmm. Stop drinking and you could win everything. But uh, will we listen? No. Probably not. No. I used to like you, Adam. This is The Rock. <laughs> it's your Sunday rugby show. This
3: is The Rock.
2: Uh, Pearl Jam amongst the waves. This is The Rock. Tony Squires, Tim Horan, Adam Fry are with you. Well, it comes down to this, doesn't it? The Super Rugby season. The Brumbies and the Reds playing next weekend. They are the two top Australian franchises uh, and both now looking very good, particularly the Reds last night, uh, their 34-20 win over the Lions with the return of Quade Cooper from that long-standing injury. Uh, very good and confident looking Quade Cooper as well. And of course, the man himself who uh, joins us right now, the captain and Wallaby captain, James Hallwell. Good morning and thanks so much for being part of the Ruck.
3: No worries, guys. Thanks for having us.
2: Hey, buddy. Now, obviously, with looking ahead to next week, uh, the celebrations last night wouldn't have been too huge for you, but a good, solid and important win for the Reds with a bonus point.
3: Yeah, it was. I think, you know, we we knew we had to get a job done. We knew we needed the five points, so we got that. It wasn't pretty in parts and as you said, leading into it, Quaid made a, a successful comeback and looked uh, looked pretty good. And I know oh he's quite relieved to, to get through that game and, you know, he's feeling better for it.
1: Hey, James, Tim here. What about, uh, I, mean, I know that a lot of people were talking about Quaid Cooper's comeback and there was probably, as we said, 10,000 people out there just to see Quaid come back. But, gee, I was, I was so much looking forward to Chris F. Satia coming back uh, off the bench and having a run. His first touch um, scores his first try. He's an unbelievable um, prospect, isn't he, the 18-year-old?
3: Yeah, mate, he, um, he's going to be something special. I think he's he's just got that raw talent and, you know, he's only 18. This is his first year out of school and, you know, I think uh, looking forward, you know, in years to come, I think he'll be someone that we'll see in a Wallabies jersey for sure and, you know, he's a, he's a, just got that freak ability and you can see that he's training and he's had a couple of injuries that sort has of hampered him a little bit but... Um, You know, I think, you know, if he gets some rugby under his belt and continues to play, you know, constant footy, um, you know, he's going to be something special. Bit
0: of an echo there, Big Kev. It's uh, Adam Fryer here. Where are you? you sitting on the john or in the laundry? Where are you no, at now? I, I, I uh, I'm
3: in my house, mate. I'm just uh, walking around. It's a bit empty this morning. Uh, like yeah, not many people do. Uh, See, Being
1: the Wallaby captain, it's such a big house. has got 18 <laughs> different rooms to choose from. So yeah. <laughs> Decked in marble. Yeah. Uh,
0: mate, look, uh, an, an honest question. I'm going to put you on the spot here, mate. A lot of hearsay and, and public say... Um, you're a chance of making the finals now, and the company line is to say, "Well, you know, we'll just take it week by week. We're in charge of our own destiny." Surely, now with the momentum you've got, you'll be you're thinking about finals because you've got the squad and you've got the the talent to do it at the moment.
3: Yeah, well, I think we 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 need to make sure that we keep focusing. You know, this game coming up for us is massive because you know the conference we're always focused on trying to win your conference, and that all obviously gives you that automatic. Uh, ride through to the finals no matter where you finish so you know that that's a big thing for us and to win the conference you know this game this week has probably got double importance for us because it you know if we get the result we need then it doesn't give the Brumbies you know the points that they need and then put us that one step closer leading into the Byron so you know we feel that we just need to keep improving on the performances we have in the last you know three or four weeks we've probably started to play better rugby than what we did earlier in the year and you know if we keep building on that we feel that we've got the ability to uh, you know take it to the finals
2: Alright then it was harder for you in hindsight having won last year how difficult was it was at the start of this Super Rugby season backing up from what was an extraordinary season for the Reds last year
3: I don't think it was difficult I think it was probably you know the, the, the part that was difficult was probably teams we didn't catch teams on the hop and every team was prepared to come and play us and, you know, whether teams admit it or not, maybe in the past, they probably uh, might have taken this a little bit lightly and not thought that we were, I guess, the real deal and, and things like that. So I feel that, you know, teams, when they come and play us now, are always up for the challenge. And that's just the way it is in the way you want it to be, that the team that wins the comp the year before always has, you know, a, a target on their chest. And, you know, the Crusaders have done it so well for so many years. The fact that they've been able to, uh, you know, have a target on their chest. Every team plays as well as they possibly can against the Crusaders, and they've been very successful in being able to continue their uh, their dominance.
1: Hey James, I'm just going to say the the Test matches aren't too far away now. Obviously, there's a Tuesday Test match in Newcastle <laughs> against Scotland, and then three games in a row against Wales. Wales have brought out a really strong um, tour squad. For you as current Wallaby captain, going have you spoken to Robbie Deans over the last few weeks or does he only start speaking to yourself when you get into test camp?
3: Uh, I've spoken to him a little bit, um, you know, over probably more about scheduling and so forth and talking about, you know, the way it will run so we can, uh, you know, I guess we can hit the ground running a little bit. We haven't had a heap of dialogue, but... Um, you know, we've been in constant, uh, you know, constant contact about a couple of issues, and you know, making sure that you know when we do get into camp, um, you know, it's uh, you know, it's as seamless as possible, and we can stop any. I guess mainly the the organisation of the diary and things like that, so we can you uh, can be as seamless as possible.
2: All right, mate. Look, it's always wonderful to talk to you. Thanks so much for being part of the show. Go back and see if you can find your furniture in the echo chamber you call a house. <laughs> uh, no. and, and good luck with next week and a huge game and, of course, with the tests ahead. I'm sure we'll catch up to you during those. James Hallwell, thanks so much for being part of the Ruck.
3: Thanks very much, guys.
2: There he goes, James Hallwell. Uh, when we come back, we are going to get to the segment that is the most eagerly anticipated in any radio program in the world. It's called Around the World in 60 seconds with Tim Horan. This is The Ruck. In excess news sensation, this is The Ruck, the new sensation on this program, of course, is Adam Fryer who is sitting in for Matt Burke uh, and as ever has done a wonderful job and not only does a, job, a wonderful job here but he's got up early because he is playing today his 100th
1: Super Rugby game in Perth. Not uh, that he's not that his coaches know that he's actually got to the the, the, <laughs> the, the station at 6.30 <laughs> this morning.
2: <laughs> yeah, I wonder what they are thinking about that. But what Adam Fryer did let us know right at the beginning of of the show, made, so you are very superstitious.
0: Is it just about you know sporting things, or are you a superstitious human being? Oh no, mainly about sporting things, but in particularly music and what I hear before I go out in the field. Yeah, right.
2: Well, it had been because it was you know you hear something. If you uh, lose, you got to keep going until there's a win I Understand? It was it used to be this song. On
3: the road
2: Bit of Talking nowhere. Heads there, Road to Nowhere. On, so I found iPod. a new one. Mm-hmm. You, oh, you've
0: come up with a new song, have you? Okay, so yeah, I on the iPod hope, but before I... you play the Force, right? Yep. Okay, so just just picture this: I'm sitting on the bench, yes, uh, and then I hear my name. I hear my uh, Adam Muron. and then I strip back my my uh, wet weather tracksuit, and then cue in the music. Oh no! Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> then I take my jersey off as well, my shorts as well, socks really? are off. Yeah, and somebody starts waxing your back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Then you see the, wi- the one pack, not the six pack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the one yeah. pack. <laughs> Streaming
0: across the field with my red Speedos on. Oh,
2: yes, Adam Fryer. Why not? Baywatcher up.
1: That's good, that just, works uh, Yeah, you look yeah, like okay. innocent yeah. too with the way you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is sensational. The Baywatch theme now becomes the iPod song. Let's hope. Uh, so that will stay until you have a loss, is that right?
0: Let's hope we win today.
2: Yeah, exactly. All right, thank you so much, Adam. And look, as you would know, as a regular listener to this program, this segment has been talked about. Apparently, in university, they now start studying radio segments, and this is the one they Mm. all talk about. It is Tim Horan's...
1: Thanks, Tony. But before we start, I just want to take this opportunity to wish Tim Horan a very happy birthday for last Friday. Tim, best wishes from everyone here at Around the World in 60 Seconds. Moving right along. As you know, it's now time for 80 Test Wallaby legend Tim Horan to give us some of his best and let us know the latest news in the rugby world. I can't be too sure, but I reckon you've only got around 45 seconds left, Timmy. Sorry about that. Anyway, without further ado, Tim, take it away. Thirty-six seconds to go. Maybe we could get a sponsor to come in as well and take the last uh, fifteen seconds as well. But listen, around the world 8, in sixty it. seconds. Uh, Fiji uh, beat Samoa in the IRB Sevens in England last weekend, which was a great performance from Fiji. Counting down now. Two yeah. Ten They're still go. No, twenty-one 8, beat 7, 21, eighteen. So Matt Guido and 5, also Johnny Wilkinson. 4. Lost the Three, big game, the European two, Cup Challenge and yesterday. One. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that was around that was the a world joke. in sixty seconds. <laughs> give Back to you, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give oh, us some dear. more scores, Timmy. Oh, what else? As happened? we as oh. we mentioned as well. So, Matty Gido and Johnny Wilkinson lost the game against uh, Bay Rich yesterday. Toulon. Uh Leinster, as we mentioned, beat Ulster in the oh. European uh, Cup final. That was the uh, Heineken Cup final, 42-14. And I tell you what, yesterday in Brisbane. The uh, Ashgrove School, 21 beats St Lawrence's 13. It was my old man's 50th reunion for the first 15. So he went out there and watched the game and and really enjoyed it. So uh, great stuff there for Ashgrove. And uh, it's a big competition. GPS uh, schoolboy starts uh, in about five or six weeks' time.
2: All right. Well, sadly, that is where we have to leave you uh, for this Sunday's edition of The Rock. Adam, thanks so much for being part of the show. It's been great, buddy. Thanks, guys. Uh, pleasure being here. All good right, on, Adam, good
1: luck this afternoon. Yeah,
2: good luck for you. The Waratahs Cheers, are bro. gone. I'm putting everything, my heart, my soul, into the Brumbies. Go, the Brumbies. Vote for the last. The Race
1: two, Bill Drew up, number nine. Put everything on it.
0: Ex Queensland Reds, ex Wallabies, Tim Horan. Oh, what a try. Great
2: skill! Ex Waratahs captain, Australia's most capped full Matthew Burke.
3: Matt Burke. It's got to be a- This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show.